This is Gemarin Saita Daf Yud Tes Baruch Hashem. Another incredible day in the world of the Daf, as we'll be concluding the second parak of Saita. We're holding on the bottom of Yurches Amir Bees, approximately ten lines from the bottom. The first word on the line is Ha. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabbanan Zois Tairas Hakenois. Says the Gemara, continuing the procedure of the Saita. This is the Taira, this is the halacha of the Kanais, which literally means kinah, which refers to jealousy. Melamed, what does this teach us? This teaches us from the plural that if there's a subsequent kinoi vistira, if there was one warning, she's secluded. Another warning, she's secluded. What is the halacha? The halacha is that she has to drink each time, each time as a separate din of being a saita, says the Tanakhama. Rav Yudah Imer, says Rav Yudah, Zois? No, Zois, this, in the singular. Shein Aisha Shaisa Vishayna. That a woman does not drink and then drink again. That we're never going to have the halachas of saita two times. A woman could only potentially drink once. That's what we think Rav Yehuda holds right now. And again, let's just point out before we begin, really where the Gemara is going to come from, it's the difficulty between Zeus and Tairas. Tairas and Zeus are a little bit uh, steros, we could call them. That Tairas usually refers to more than one. Zeus refers to one. Therefore, trying to reconcile the two of them. So the Tanakhama seemingly teaches us that she'll drink multiple times. And Rav Yehuda says, no, she's only going to drink one time. Amar Rav Yehuda, says the Gemara, Amar Rav Yehuda, Ma'i said there was a story. The digger of Shichin, of ditches, testified. That the woman drank. And she drank again. Says the Gemara. But we only accepted his edos with regarding to two different men. Meaning if she got divorced from husband number one, married someone else. The second husband was Mikana. The second husband warned her. And the second time she did uh, seclusion. That's when we accepted his edos that there's going to be the din of Saita for a second time. No. So that's, that's really the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. So now we're clarifying that when Rabbi Yehuda said, that she does not drink two times, we're now explaining what that means is from one husband. But if there's a subsequent husband with a subsequent stira and kina, subsequent warning and seclusion, they would, yes, have to drink a second time. Which now is going to be sheet number three. Says the Chachamim, Say the Tanakamano, a woman never is shaysa v'shayna. Whether it's one whether it's multiple, this halacha never exists. So the, the third shita, the shita of the, we'll call them the Rabbanim Basroi, as the Gemara is going to refer to them, is going to be that this din of drinking multiple times never exists. 
whether it's one husband, whether it's multiple husbands, it never makes a difference. A woman will only potentially have to go through the whole ordeal of a saita one time. So says the Gemara, according to Tanakama, Haksiv, Nami, Haksiv, Zais. What do they do with the word Zais? Zais seemingly limits to only once. And Tanakama said it could be multiple times. And ask the Gemara further, Rabbanabasrai, Nami, Haksiv, Tairas. According to the Rabbanabasrai, that says they'll never drink two times. What do they do with Tairas? Which is in the plural. Amarava, Beish, Echad, Ubayalech, says Rav. One husband, one man, one suspected zaina, one suspected adulterer. Then there's no If it's one husband and the same person that's being suspect, suspected, then everyone agrees that she will not have to drink. There will never be a story of a saita two times involving the same husband and the same suspected person from Zenos. How do we know that? And this is Rava explaining how we'll reconcile all these three shittahs with the Psukim. Says Rava, you know we're going to know that for as we turn over to Yotesa Meral. Says Rava, because the Torah says, Zeis, that's what the word Zeis limits, that if it's one husband, one suspected man, you'll never have two saitis. On the flip side, if there's two husbands and two suspected people from Zenos, then the opposite extreme. Everyone will agree that you could, yes, have a site two times. Why? That's what we do with the world, Tairas. Keep Ligi, what is the Machlaikas? With one husband and two suspected men, or two husband and one suspected man, that's the point of debate. Tanakama suffered that in this case, or these two cases, I should say, Tairas comes the Rabuye Kulu, that they'll all have a din of a saita two times, and Zais comes the Mute Yishachar Bayalachar, as we explained. For Rabban Basrai, the third sheet of Savri, Zois the Mute Kulu, Tairas the Rabbi Yishne and Ashishne Bayalim, and Rabban Rav Yehuda, the middle sheet of says Zois the Mute Tarti, Tairas the Rabbi Tarti, comes to exclude and comes to include both. What are the two? Zois the Mute Tarti, which is what? Ish Echadu Bayalachad, Ish Echadu Shne Bayal. Whether it's one husband with two suspected men, whether it's one husband with one suspected man, says Rabbi Yehuda Zeis, only this one drinks, and in such a scenario, you don't have to drink. Tairas the Rabuye Tarti, learns that it's dependent upon what? It's dependent upon the Shnei Anashim. Once it's two husbands, in all scenarios, you'll have to drink. Hadran Allah, maybe. Mirz Hashem, Afidin Chazaro is due on this incredible second parak of Saita as we dive straight in to the third parak, the parak of Haya Noitel. We go from Haya Mevi to Haya Noitel, says the Mishnah, continuing the process of the Saita and picking it up where we left off in the previous Mishnayis, which is the Karban Mincha. And most particularly, as the Mishnah will say in a moment, the mincha that is being brought 
as you all remember, in the Kfifa HaMitzris, in the Egyptian basket. Says the Mishnah, she takes, he takes, the coin takes the Mincha from the basket, Mitzris, the Egyptian basket, and place it inside the Kli of the Beis HaMikdash, and then he puts it in her hands. So now she, the suspected Saita, is holding her carbon mincha. And the Kayin places his hand underneath her hand, literally. And waves. He does the Hanafa, the waving of the carbon. Now everyone who's wondering, how could it be that a Kayin is going to be touching this woman's hand that seemingly is inappropriate? So many, many different shatim that are going to be discussed. Some say it was an elderly kayin, so it's nothing to suspect. Some say that the fact that they're performing the site itself is the hacker. Some say it doesn't mean underneath their hands, it just means under the basket, they're both supporting it, and we'll leave it at that. Hinef, vehigish, what happens? The kayin does the hanaf of the waving, and then he brings it, the hagasha to the mizbeach. Kamat, he performs the three fingers, the kemitah, the hikter, and he brings it up on the mizbeach. Vahashar, and the remainder, as is done by all karbanais mincha, ne'achal lekoyhanim, is eaten by the kayin. Continues the mishnah. Hayamashka vachakach makrif. He would give her, the kayin gives her the water to drink. The water in which we have already learned, they took the megillah, the parchment, which the parish of Saita was written on, placed into the water until all the text has dissolved, has disappeared, erased the Shem Hashem into the water, then the woman would drink it. And then they would bring the Mincha. Now, if anyone is wondering, it sounds like it just said that they brought the Mincha. Now it says it again, the Gemara will pick up on that in a moment. Rabbi Shimon Aymer says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, excuse me, Shimon says, then First they brought the carbon, and then she would drink. Shenemar, how do we know this? Says Rav Shimin, and the pasuk says that after she drinks the water, that's when the carbon milcha is going to be brought. But says Rav Shimin, let's say they did it in the reverse that she drank and then they brought the carbon milcha. Says Rav Shimin, indeed, it is Kishira. So says the Gemara, let's begin with the first part of our Mishnah, which is the din of Hanafa, which is the din that the Kayin is taking out the carbon Mincha, placing it into the Klishares, placing it into the hands of the Saita, and then performing the Hanafa, the waving. So Amar Lei, Rav Lazar, Rav Yashayah. As you begin the Gemara, on Yutas Amid Aleph, Rav Loza says to Rav Yishaya, Didare, excuse me, the Rav Yishaya of his generations were multiple Rav Yishayas, so the Gemara hones in that it was the Rav Yishaya that lived in the same time period as Rav Loza. Loi Tesev Akarech, do not sit down. Ad Mefarshalei Lamils, till you explain to me the following din, Menayin Laminchas Asaita, Shetuna Tinufa. Where do we know this din? Where does the dinar mishnah come from that the mincha saita, this carbon mincha, that the saita is bringing, requires tenufa, needs to be waved? Says the Gemara. Minalan, what do you mean? Ve'enif ksivba. It says ve'enif, which means that it has to be waved. So what's your question? 
So says the Gemara, you know what the question was? Where do we know that it's waved by the Bailim? Or more particularly, in this case, the Bailim is the woman. So explains the Gemara, Asya Yad Yad Mishlamim. We learn out Yad Yad for the Karbim Mishlamim. Ksiv Acha, it says over here by the site, and the Kayin takes the hand of the woman. Ksiv Asim, and it says by the Shlamim, Yadav Tiviena, with her hands she brings the Karban, and then she has Anafa, the Tinufa Makan Kayin. Aflal and Kalin. So in both scenarios, we see it has to be the Kayin and the Bailim. How can you have both the Kayin and the Bailim performing the same action of Hanafa? The Kayin plays his hands under the hands of the Bailim, like we explained, and performs the Tinufa. And we continue 10 lines to the bottom of the two dots. Chasa, quoting the second half of the Mishnah, says the Gemara, the Diak that we pointed out when we read the Mishnah. Ha I don't understand. The Mishnah just said that the Kayin brings the carbon, then she drinks, and now the Mishnah is saying that he brings the carbon again. They already brought the carbon, Mincha. Answers the Gemara and explains. Seder Minacha is Ketzer. What is the seder of the carbon mincha? Hey, nefehigish kamatz vehiktir vashar nechalakoyanim. They do the tenufa. They bring it to the mizbeach. They do the kamitza. They bring it on the fire. The remainder is eaten by the uh, by the koyin. Ubehashka gufa pligi rav shimin virabanan. And the din of hashka, the din at what precise moment the koyin gives the woman to drink. That detail, that is the machlikis. The Rabbanan Savi The Rabbanan hold that what first she, he gives her to drink, and only then does the Kayin bring the carbon mincha. For Rav Shimon Savar, no, Makvitz Minchas Vacham Mashkesh and Yamar. Where does Rav Shimon get this from? The pasuk that says Vachar Yashke. After he gives the woman to drink, so even though in the Mishnah. The chronological order of the Mishnah seemed to repeat the bringing of the carbon mincha. Explains the Gemara now that is the machlekes Rabbanon and Rav Shimon when the drinking of the Mesaita is done, whether it is pre or post bringing of the carbon mincha. We continue on the last lines of Yerutasam and Aleph. The Gemara quotes the end of the Mishnah. The Rav Shimon teaches us that even though Rav Shimon held that really first comes the mincha and then comes the drinking. But says Rav Shimon, ve'im hishke. But if she drank first and then brought the carbon mincha, that is okay as well. So says the Gemara as we turn over to Yates Amid Beis, Tanu Rabbanan. Where did Rav Shimon get this from? Ve'hishke. says in the Pasik that he gives the woman to drink. What do we learn now from the Arab? The Pasik already said, Vihishka, the Pasik already taught us. The Pasik already said, Vihishka that he gives her to drink. So why does he repeat? Says the Gemara, Shemimcha Megillah Vimeris, Aini Shaisa. Let's say she gets cold feet. They erase the Megillah. They erase the Shem Hashem. And then she says, Aini Shaisa, I don't want to drink. What do we do now? So now we have this vial with water, with dirt, with the Shem Hashem in it. 
but she doesn't want to drink it anymore. So what do we do now? Says the Raisa Ma'arin Oysa, Mashkin Oysa. We force her to drink the water, Baal Karcha Divrei Rabbi Akiva. First opinion of the Raisa, Rabbi Akiva says, we force her to drink the water. Rav Shemin Oimer says, Rav Shemin, Va'achar Yashke. Says Rav Shemin, no. And after, says the Taira, and after he gives the woman to drink, Matam Loimer, what do we learn out from there? Valikvar Namar, Vehishke. But the Pasuk already said that he gives her to drink. Ella, you know we learn out from here. What does the Pasuk repeat? For the Pasuk repeats it to teach us that after everything has been performed, what does that mean? Explains Rav Shimon and the Braisa. Magid, this teaches us six lines down. Kimol dvarim ma'akvin ba. There are three stages that are ma'akiv for the drinking. What are the three stages? Meaning that if these three things are not done, then she will not have to drink. Number one, actually before the kmitza was done. Number two, before the Megillah was erased. And number three, before she accepted herself the shvua. Says the Gemara, Let's understand these three conditions. Before the Kemitsu was done, where does this come from? Says the Gemara, Rav Shimon Rav Shimon goes according to his reasoning, says Rav Shimon, first you bring the carbon, and then That's condition number one. Condition number two, before the Megillah, the parasha of Saita was erased, Elamai. Mashka says the Gemara, one second. If our brains were on, we'd be thinking, wait, if the Megillah wasn't erased, then what can you give her to drink? That makes no sense. The Megillah is erased in the water, and then she drinks. So if they didn't erase the Megillah, what is she going to drink? Amar Ravashi explains Ravashi, loy mitzracha. You know, this comes to explain, it means that the Megillah was erased. But there's still some letters eligible on the Megillah, as we've learned uh, yesterday, the day before, that you had to write with ink that's able to be erased on parchment that's going to be erased. So what happens if you did all of that, but then after you place it into the water, the text, the ink, did not fully erase, and it's still a little bit left over. The, ri- the Roisham, the imprint is still discernible. So in such a case... The Saita would not be allowed to drink until the text is completely erased. And finally, what was condition number three? Or approximately 13 lines down. The first word on the line is Lesherishumai Nikr. Condition number three is Achla Takabla love Shvua before she makes the Shvua. Mishta Udlo Shasya explains the Gemara that she would not drink before she accepts the Shvua. But the Kayin would be allowed to write, seemingly, the scroll, write the parsha before she says the Shvua. Really? Is that true? So says the Gemara, the third condition is difficult to understand. Answers, Gemara, you're right. Kedei, Nazba. The third condition is not really necessary because it is true that you're not allowed to write the Megillah 
before she takes the Shavuah. So now, says the Gemara, we have a brewing machlaikas between Rav Shimon and the Rabbanon. So says the Gemara, what exactly is the impetus? What is at the, at the forefront of this machlaikas? So says the Gemara, Tlasa Ksivi. There are three psukim that we find. Passing number one, Vihishke Kama. As we already mentioned, the Torah says Vihishke two times. So the first time it says Vihishke. From there we look, then, excuse me, Vihishke Kama. Vahar Yashke. Then it says Vahar Yashke a second time. Vihishke Basra. And then it says Vihishke a second time. Excuse me. Vihishke. Vahar Yashke. And then Vihishke again. So Rabban and Savri had we darshan up these three psukim. Vishke kama legufa shemashka vachemakra vesamin chas. The first Vishke teaches us the din that you first drink, and then what do you do? And then you bring the carbon mincha. Vachar yashke, the second passing me by a leilisha shumai nicker. As we've already learned that if the rajasham, if the imprint is nest is is nicker, is recognizable, she's not going to have a drink. Vishke basaram. What's the third Vishke coming to teach us? That if they erase the scroll, and then she says, I do not want to drink. At that point, says the Tanakama, once it has been erased, once the Shem Hashem has been erased, she no longer can say, I don't want to drink. Now we force her to drink. Now, of course, we parenthetically point out, of course, if at any moment, she admits that she committed the crime. Of course, we don't make her drink. When the Gemara says that she says, I don't want to drink, we force her to drink. What that means is, if she's claiming innocence, but she doesn't want to drink. If she says, you're right, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, then we have no reason to kill her and make her drink. But the only case by us is when she doesn't want to drink, but she's not admitting guilt. That is the Tanakh Kam. For Rav Shimin Zavai, Rav Shimin Arkus. The Vachar Yishke comes to teach us that you first bring the carbon and then she drinks. Vishke Kam and the first Vishke teaches us as we saw in the Mishnah that even though you're first supposed to bring the carbon and then drink, if you do it in the reverse order, it works as well. And Vishke Basra teaches us and the third one, the second Vishke, the third Pasi teaches us that if they erased it and now she says, I don't want to drink, we force her to drink. The Rabbanan says the Gemara. So why did the Rabbanan disagree with Rav Shimin? So explains the Gemara. The Rabbanan old fundamentally. The way that you Rav Shimin Darshin is learning that the Pasuk is starting with the B'diyavet. Say the Rabbanan Psukim do not begin with a B'diyavet. Psukim begin with a Lechatchila. And that is the reason why the Rabbanan disagree with Rav Shimin. So now, says the Gemara, let's go back to the Bryce that we just quoted for one more moment, five lines from the white lines, and let's delve into this din for one last minute. Says the Gemara, In the previous Raisa, we said that Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion that we can force her to drink. Asks the Gemara of Atani, we learned in a Bryce, Rabbi Yudaimer, Says Rabbi Yudaimer, they put an iron bar into her mouth. 
said that if after we erase it, she says, I don't want to drink, then says Rabbi Yehuda, we first had a drink. But Amr Rabbi Akiva, he argues. And he says, What's the whole purpose of drinking? The purpose of drinking is to check if she committed a crime. And says Rabbi Akiva, her clear not wanting to drink is the greatest admission that she committed the crime. Because why else wouldn't she drink? Before the Kemitzah is done, then they can back out. But cannot back out. So what do we see in this Brisa? We see that according to Rabbi Kiva, that even after the Megillah is Nimchik, even after the scroll has been erased, she still is able to be chayzer and not to drink the water. And this is a steerix. A moment ago we saw the Rav Kiva holds that the moment that the Megillah is erased, there's nothing more that she can back out and she has to drink the Meisaita. So says the Gemara on the second white line, but according to you yourself, how are you going to learn Rav Kiva? Gufa, going to the Bryce itself is a contradiction. First it says, Medes. Says once they brought the Kamitsah, then she can't back out. Why not? That same Svara of Rav Kiva, which is anytime she's refusing, that means she is guilty, should also say she shouldn't drink then. So explains the Gemara, Loi Kasha, Hadika Hadra Ba Machmas Resisa, Hadika Hadra Machas Briusa. Says the Gemara, there's two ways that this woman could retract from drinking. One is Resisa, she's afraid, and one is Briusa, is that she's holding her own. And the different ways of her retracting will be the way to us to know is she admitting or is she just being stubborn? Vachi Kamar explains the Gemara. If she's doing it, that she's holding her own, then she's not going to drink at all. Actually, not that, she's, not that she holds her own. If she's doing it because she doesn't want to do it, we see that she's scared, then what? That means that she's guilty, and that means that we're not going to let her drink, because there's no reason to kill her for no reason. But if we see that she's doing it, but not that she's admitting that she seems to be stubborn, then it depends on when she refuses. Actually, before they did the Kemitzah, at this point, the Megillah was not erased yet, or the Megillah was erased, they should look at in Avad, that shows us that the Kayhanim, the Machki, that the Kayhanim were incorrect, they erased the Megillah, then but once they did the Kemitzah, they did the right thing, then so we're seeing that within Rav Akiva, we're going to stop over here, that within Rav Akiva, there's two ways of the woman holding back. If she's doing it because we see that it shows that she's guilty, then we won't force her to drink. But if she's doing it because she's stubborn, then it'll depend on the, on the time that she refuses. And the truth is, on the top of Chafa Manalf, we don't have the page in front of us, but the Gemara then says, now the two prices are steros. We see that there's two precise points according to Rav Kiva. Is it the Kemitza, the moment that the coin takes the three fingers? Or is it the Mechika? Says the Gemara, you're right. 
Trey Tanoya, leave it to Rabbi Kiva. There were two different Tanoyim that explained the sheet of Rabbi Kiva. We'll pick it up from here in the next year. Bisiato Dishmayu.